Welcome to the All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. All right, guys, this podcast is all about how to plan an adventure, and I wanted to do this podcast because my girlfriend and I are planning to do a hike-slash-run from Stevens Pass in Washington State to Snoqualmie Pass in Washington State. It's going to be 70-something miles in order to do that, and it's going to be on the PCT, or the Pacific Crest Trail. And we're doing this because we're just, every once in a while, we like to do something a little bit crazy, and this sounded like fun. It's been on our bucket list to do this for some time now, so why not plan it? this summer. We didn't have anything else crazy that we had available for us. And I'm going to explain to you how we're going to do it light and fast, and then how you could do it if you didn't want to do it light and fast uh, as well. But before I get right into what our days are going to look like, what we're packing with us, how we decided our route, how we decided where people are going to meet us, I just wanted to take a quick second to talk about a couple of partnerships that I have. The first being Inside Tracker. I am a firm, firm believer that you cannot know exactly what you should be eating and supplementing with if you do not take a look inside your body. So Inside Tracker has developed this incredible system where you go on and you can buy a package, then you go to your local blood testing uh, lab, takes about 10 minutes, they'll even accommodate you if you are not a good blood drawer like I am, and they'll let you lay down, take your blood that way because I'm that type of person that I pass out. Yep, I admitted it. I pass out when I do this, um, but not when I lay down. So when I lay down, I'm totally fine. And the people have been incredibly nice at these labs, and I highly, highly recommend them. But above and beyond that, I thought I was doing everything right with my diet. And if you guys have followed me at all, you know that I track everything. I track what I'm eating, what I'm drinking, meditation, recovery, sleep, all of that stuff. But I was doing it really wrong, and I had no idea. I found out that I'm pretty much not supposed to be eating red meat. My iron levels were through the roof. My blood sugar levels were through the roof, and it was all linked back to eating this red meat, and it was quality red meat. We go and source our cows, and we buy grass-fed, grass-finished cows that we actually know the people who raise them. But I did not know until I got blood tested through Inside Tracker what kind of you know, what that was doing to me. And it was not good at all. So ever since I changed that, I got rid of red meat. I made a couple of other changes uh, about like how much protein, how much fat I was eating. I actually am eating more carbohydrates than ever right now. In the first month, I lost 10 pounds, like almost immediately. And it was pretty much all body fat because my abs just jumped out after that. And I got more energy, stronger, all of these things that I cannot tell you were, you know, how beneficial they were. So that's why I'm a huge advocate of Inside Tracker. And if you want to use the code All Around Joe, you'll get yourself a discount. So that's InsideTracker.com. Use the code All Around Joe. It helped me immensely. I'm sure it could help you as well. The next partner that I want to talk about is Whoop. That's W H O O P and the Whoop Strap. It helps me to figure out if I should train that day. So I use Whoop as a essentially something that tracks my recovery. And it's 
as far as I, I can tell, the most advanced recovery tracker out there because it's always on, it's always measuring your strain, your sleep. It is measuring whether or not you should be training that next day. So when I wake up in the morning, I connect my whoop to my iPhone and it tells me a score uh, and it's red, yellow, or green based off of how hard I should train that day. So it takes my feeling out of it. And the whoop has machine learning behind it. So the more you wear it, the more it gets to know you, you rate how hard certain things were in your day and it will get better and better and know more and more about you. So it gives a more accurate reading of whether or not you should train. So that's the whoopstrap, W-H-O-O-P.com. And you can also get a discount on that with the code all around Joe. All right. How to plan an adventure from Stevens Pass to Snoqualmie Pass or any long adventure for that matter. And we're going to do this in three days because why not? do it in three days. And we're going to be going from Stevens Pass to Snoqualmie Pass. So we'll be going from north to south. <clears throat> and the reason we decided to do this is because it's just fun. A few years back, we did the Wonderland Trail, which is the 93 mile hike slash run around Mount Rainier. And we did that in three days as well. Uh, also with support. So what does that mean? Support. We go light and fast. Light and fast means that we're going to have backpacks on, the, on, but they're hiking or, well, I should say, more like running backpacks, okay? They have water bottles, they have a bladder, they have enough space that you can carry an, a food for a full day, but they don't carry your tent, you don't carry um, any like major changes of clothes, you do cha carry some things that you're going to be, uh, like safety things, so we'll carry like a, a waterproof shell in there some very lightweight pants just in case we cannot get to our camp. So if we had to camp uh, just on the side of the trail someplace, we would be warm enough for that. But we're not carrying our sleeping bags or tents or anything heavier than that. The people that are supporting us are carrying those things. So that's what makes it more of a planning adventure here where we have to figure out exactly where those people are going to meet us. And we're starting at Stevens Pass in Washington State, which is off Highway 2. And it's actually a ski resort uh, during the winter months and a mountain bike resort or group of trails during the summer months. So it's a very active place and the Pacific Trest Crest Trail goes right through that. What we'll do to start is we're going to start on a Saturday morning and we'll have somebody drive us to Stevens Pass early in the morning and we'll get off on our way. Those people will have the option of hiking in with us a certain amount and then hiking back out, and we will just keep on going. And the first day, what we plan for is 26.9 miles total on the first day, and that will get us from Stevens Pass to a place called Cathedral Boulder Camp. Um, and the support crew is going to meet us at this Cathedral Boulder Camp, which is uh, what we had to figure out is below Cathedral Rock Trailhead. And we had to figure out the logistics of how that particular group was going to get to us. So what I did is I went through and set up a special, uh, a personalized Google Maps, which you can do by creating your own map. 
and you can go and put little points in there and you can have directions to those specific points. You can make notes on them and then you can easily just share that map with other people. So they could have a list of everything they're going to be able or be bringing. They can have an exact map to the parking lot of the trail that they're going to go on. They can have any kind of weird notes in there that you might have. So I've set all of that up with the My Maps thing, the setup in Google. And I also have a complete uh, like A to Z of each day and each thing that we're packing in my Evernote file, which is also shared with other people as well so that everyone has an idea of what's going on, when it's supposed to happen, where it's supposed to happen, so that the communication part of it is taken care of. Because you don't know if you're going to have any communication when you're out on the trail. That's probably the most important thing that you should keep track of. Fortunately, because it's the Pacific Crest Trail, the trail is fairly well hiked and we won't be running into too many times, hopefully, knock on wood, where we have to figure out which trail to go on. But day one, like I said, is going to be 26.9 miles going from Stevens Pass to essentially the Cathedral Rock Trailhead Camp 17 area, which is underneath Cathedral Rock. And our we have it set up so that our support staff is going to go to the Cathedral Rock Trailhead and then hike in. We know exactly it's eight miles round trip, so four miles each way with our gear so that when they show up there, they'll have our tents, they will have our sleeping bags, they will have our breakfast for the next day, they will have our dinner for that night, we'll have a stove, We'll have a toiletry kit that's going to include, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, some soap, some biodegradable soap, just in case we have a lake or river that we could quickly wash off on, um, a micro dry towel, and then extra clothes. So the sleeping clothes that we want for that particular night. What we are going to be having, <clears throat> excuse me, in our packs is going to be obviously food, lots of food. Um, we're going to also have our SteriPins. So SteriPins are a way of basically making sure that your water is drinkable when you're out on the trail, and it's really easy. They, you just spin them around in the water, and it kills 99.9% .9 of the things that may be in there that are going to make you sick. So we've used those almost exclusively for the last few years. We'll bring two of them with us on this trip and extra batteries just in case. Then we're going to bring an extra pair of pants in case it gets cold and we can't meet our support crew. These are going to be something that are very light but warm. Uh, we're going to bring rain shells, a long sleeve shirt. All of these things are also very light. So we're going to bring the rain shells obviously light. A long sleeve shirt will probably just be some sort of light Lululemon or wicking material shirt um, that's comfortable. And, and I'm going to put an extra pair of socks in my bag because you never know when you're going a long distance how nice a new pair of socks can feel. And then we're bringing our sleeping pads with us. So our sleeping pads pack down to probably about like six inches by three inches or four inches. Uh, so they're pretty small and very light. Those will go in our packs. 
and they'll be with us the whole time. And then we're going to have food. So let's talk about nutritional requirements and food for planning some of these all day hikes. And this could be even if you're doing one really long day, you're still going to want to have a lot of this stuff or even two days or longer. You're still going to want to make sure that you can have all these things. So the water requirements for us are going to be on a cool day. And I got some of this information from doing ultra marathons and Ironmans myself, but then also you can do some cool research on Google. Never take just one uh, place as your end all be all. I like to get, you know, three to five different opinions on these types of things and then make a good judgment for myself based off of my experience on how much I want to actually be consuming or having or, you know, even paying attention to. So on the water requirements, what I'm going to go with is on, if it's a cool day out, we're going to go with 15 to 20 ounces of water per hour. And those water will be coming from our water bottles and our hydration pack. On a hot day, uh, 30 ounces of water per hour, about, okay, because we're going to be sweating more, we're going to be uh, just losing more water into the air. The electrolytes, which is something that you want to make sure that you have, and a little preface here, something where people talk about drinking too much water, it can happen, but it only happens if you don't have enough electrolytes in your system, okay? So if you have enough electrolytes, then you're going to not be able to kill yourself from drinking too much water, just not going to happen. But then also you need to consider that you can have too many electrolytes and you hold on and gain weight. Right? So you hold on to fluid with electrolytes and you'll gain weight. So what I have decided to go with is rather than having a set number or amount of electrolytes that I'm going to be having is do this based off of feel. And I found several other ultra marathoners that like this approach because if you're anything like me, you can tell when your body is craving salt and creating these electrolytes and that's when you have them. So if you start feeling at all like you need to have something like that or it tastes really good to have the salty uh, feeling in your mouth and your body is probably craving it. And we use something called Noon, which is N-U-U-N. It's just little tabs that you can pop into your water bottles or your pack or whatever you want. And most of the time they taste pretty good. Although I'm sure on day three of doing this, I will not want to see a Noon for months or years even that for that matter. But Taking those based off of feel seems to be the best thing and what I'm going to go with because I've had it both ways where I feel like I could have had more electrolyte and I've had it where I felt like I was gaining weight during the event because I had everything with electrolyte in it. So I'm going to try this based on feel. I'll let you know in the recap of this podcast how it went and what I would change. But this is the planning phase, right? The food that we're going to be bringing. We're going to bring bars, obviously. So I'm going to bring some RX bars, some Quest bars, some Cliff bars. And these are all going to be things that you just feel like you want to be having out on the trail. The cool thing when you're doing this many miles is you can pretty much consume just about anything. But it's going to be making sure that you do consume enough to continue sustaining your energy levels. You never want to stop having to consume because then your energy levels are really going to dip and you're going to bonk. So making sure that you have things that you like. And I don't like having super sugary things. I would say the sugariest thing that I'm going to bring here are the Cliff Bars and I'm going to bring some chocolate covered espresso beans just in case. So those are nice on you know day two or three when you need an extra little kick in the morning to get that espresso bean and it's just nice to have chocolate. So I would never ever eat those things when it was just a regular day, but those are my long hike slash run go-to snacks. 
We'll also bring some plantain chips. The Trader Joe's plantain chips are just great. They're a little bit salty and crunchy, so they're nice uh, to eat. Bring some sort of trail mix that will also come from Trader Joe's. They have a whole bunch of different varieties. It's just a good high-calorie source of food. I tend to not like the ones with so much sweet stuff in them, but have a lot of nuts and other good stuff. Uh, baby food packs are good to have, so I really like having sweet potatoes. I know that those digest well in my body. Just pretty much anything that uh, you think might sound good out there as far as a carbohydrate source, baby food packs are great because they digest really easily, and you're going to need easy digestion while your body is continuing to move. We're also going to bring some hot chocolate just in case Emily wants some of the hot chocolate. I'm not such a big fan myself. And for meals, what we're going to be bringing is actually some almond butter, honey, and banana sandwiches. I'm going to bring at least a pickle sandwich for day one. And what I consider a pickle sandwich is um, just some homemade, I don't even know what kind of pickles they are. I'm not a pickle expert by any means. Sorry. But they're the not sweet pickles, and they're usually made um, by one of our family members has made them, so I don't even buy them at the store. But a pickle sandwich with some Dave's Killer Bread, some mayonnaise on there, spinach, cheddar cheese, ham or turkey, and then a lot of those pickles that are sliced the long way. And then I put that in a sandwich. I make sure and dry off my pickles first too so that when you pull it out, the pickles haven't made the bread all soggy. And that's just one of my favorite things to eat when I'm out doing stuff. So I'm going to bring one of those pickle sandwiches. For night one, we're going to have our crew bring in uh, gnocchi, marinara sauce, and some of those pre-cooked sausages. So all I have to do is just warm this up uh, in the jet boil with some boiling water, and that will be quick and easy. And the gnocchi, if you are a texture eater at all, is fantastic. And it gives packs in a bunch of carbohydrates for your journey. And it yeah, I love it. I think it's really good. I'm a, I'm a texture eater myself. I think that gnocchi is delicious. Breakfast, we're going to have oatmeal, almond butter, and protein powder just to get carbohydrates from the oatmeal, um, fat from the fat and protein from the almond butter, and then obviously just the protein powder in there, which is a combination of not only just protein powder, but it has some amino acids as well and uh, glutamine those types of things that will help with recovery a little bit. And I'm going to bring extra of that. So what I can do is do something that's similar like an overnight oatmeal. And I can put oatmeal in probably plastic bags even. Get some of those really good Ziploc bags and have the oatmeal sitting in there. And you don't even really need to cook it per se. If you let the oatmeal sit in water long enough, it will just start to absorb the water. And then it will be good to eat. You just have to leave it in there for enough hours in order for it to absorb. On night two, we're going to have our crew bring in some high calorie soup for us um, or some sort of a concocted protein shake. So you can also take like the oatmeal, almond butter and protein and blend it up or make it into a protein shake type thing where you drink it. So I know that oatmeal, almond butter, and protein powder are really good and digestible for my particular body. My body loves those things, so I'll eat extra of them whenever ever I have the opportunity to. Even when I'm in a situation where I can eat whatever the heck I want to, I want fuel that my, I know my body likes, and I know that it likes that. So the high-calorie soup could just be, you know, 
any kind of uh, real soup that has a bunch of stuff in it, right? Or anything that sounds good. The reason that we're going to a soup or a protein shake is because on night two, having done these longer events like this before, we know that we might not feel that hungry. We don't feel like eating something. So if you can drink something that has a bunch of calories in it and is easy to get into your body, that's going to be make you feel much better the next day. That's why we're going with something like that that we can drink. So to day two, what we've set up on there is we will be going from Camp 17, which is where we camp underneath the Cathedral Rock, uh, for 27.5 miles on day two to Spectacle Lake, where the support crew will hike in 17.2 miles round trip, right? So 18.6 miles one way and then with all of our stuff. So that's a little bit more intense as far as the person hiking in. And for this one specifically, could be for both of them, but definitely for this one, the person or people that are going to be hiking in are camping with us that night. And actually one of those people is definitely going to hike with us the last day. So on these particular events or trips, you can have these support crew, if they want to, can come and get a little bit of taste of what you're going through. Not only that, it's cool to have new, fresh people to talk to because if it's just you or if it's just you and one other or two other people, you're probably running out of things to talk to on like hour two or three. <laughs> and then you might get some other things to talk about, but most of the time it's just, you know, hiking or running and just moving. That's what it's all about. Another thing that's good to note is we made sure and did research on the trail passes that the support crew will need. So we know that our support crew will need Northwest Forest Passes. So that's on our list to make sure that they have those. We don't want to have them get to any type of trailhead or something like that and not have what they need. And I also included a link to the WTA or the Washington Trail Association hiking um, information for each one of the places that they're going. So they get a detailed packet of not only what they're going to be bringing and carrying in for us, but how to get there, um, information about the particular hike that they're going on. And on that page, you can also see trip reports. So other people that have gone there recently, they will post about how the trail looks, if there's anything that they should know about, parking lot, all of that interesting stuff. Then we'll go to day three, which is going to be our Spectacle Lake to Snoqualmie Pass and the finishing in 16.9 miles. So that will be our shortest day, which is going to be great because having done three-day trips like this before, knowing how I feel on that last day, knowing that you have, you know, about a third less of the mileage than what you've been doing the last two days is going to be very good on the mind. And what we'll do is we'll just have someone that will meet us at the Snoqualmie Pass to pick us up and drive us back to Seattle. So we should have everything taken care of as far as all of the stuff that we need to pack. Since there's going to be multiple people on the crew, we're going to need to have a couple sets of, we'll have to have two tents, we'll have to have two sleeping bags, and we'll have to make sure that each of them have the food packed in a cooler so that they can pull it out, put it in their packs and hike in at the particular time. It's nice if you could have one person that just hops along with you so that they know exactly what you're needing and what you're going through and you don't have to give two of everything. But when it's less accessible to the trail, 
like it is here. You might have to have multiple people um, or if it's on, you know, days or people are working, you might have to figure out multiple people because that one person cannot stick with you the whole time. Or maybe they don't even want to put in that many amount of miles. But you have to consider that for each night and each person who's going to go and they're driving from wherever they are usually at to the actual trailhead, which can be a good amount of time, which in this case it will be. Fortunately, we have a great great group of friends and family that like doing this types of stuff and support us in doing this as well. I also plan on doing a, we'll see how often, but every few hours doing a quick video check-in for this, on this adventure. And we'll be posting that up on the site. Uh, if I think about it, I'll be posting it with the show notes here, which I should mention are allaroundjoe.com slash 85. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 85. And I'm going to post this whole list of how I set up my Evernote. And you can also see the map that I created as well at allaroundjoe.com slash 85. So if this intrigues you at all about how I set up and plan for this particular event, I should say how we plan for this event. Um, head over to allaroundjoe.com slash 85 and you'll be able to see all of that there. So we're doing this a couple of months ahead of time. So in a few months, you'll be able to go to this post. Um, it will be in July, end of July uh, 2017, if you're listening to this at a different time, and get more, even more information. So for from now until July, there will be all of the plan adventure planning information but after that I will go back and add some more information on there about like how it actually went and we'll do a follow-up podcast as well that will be all linked together so I hope you enjoyed this I hope it was beneficial for you how we set up our planning for ultimate adventure like this the other thing I should quickly mention is setting your body up for success in an adventure like this I would say that the biggest thing is just making sure that you're in shape. You probably don't have to do too many specific hikes, but the one thing that I've found that is the most, most, most beneficial by far is using a standing desk so that you're standing for a lot of hours during your day because if you do an adventure like this, you're not only going to be standing, but you're going to be moving. And it's not that much different, especially if when you're standing, like right now, I'm kind of fidgeting on my feet going back and forth from one foot to the other and what that does is it is a lot like hiking or even like running and it's just putting that amount of stress on your body from standing so that's the most important thing the other thing is it's obviously going to do you some benefit to get on a trail or to even run more so i found that road running and road walking and things like that is actually a lot harder than trail you don't have as much elevation usually I mean, you could find it, but the pounding on the pavement does a lot more for my joints as far as breaking them down. <laughs> so when you get out on the trail, you have a lot more longevity um, during those specific runs or hikes. So doing a training program that's a couple of times per week is a great idea in order to get yourself ready for that. But like I said, the standing desk is the most important thing as well as just general fitness. So as you know, I'm a huge advocate of CrossFit. I do that four to five days a week, multiple times per day sometimes, and also do running program two times per week. So I'm really setting myself up to be ready for it, but I don't know that I will really do any many hikes at all before we go on this adventure but it will be fun to do and I'll let you know 
if that backfires at all, even though it hasn't in the past, you never can tell. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Make sure that you check out my partner's inside tracker because everyone needs to test themselves. I wouldn't have known how much better I could perform if I hadn't used them. So use your allaroundjoe discount code to get yourself a discount at insidetracker.com as well as if you want to check out and make sure that you're recovered and perform better for every single day of your life and your workouts and know when you're peaking and when you're not peaking, check out whoop at whoop.com and you can use the discount code allaroundjoe. The All Around Joe podcast where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.